The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show where we bring a disclosure one guest at a time. I'm your host Mel Fabregas and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. As usual, I want to welcome and thank our new Veritas members. You are keeping Veritas alive. And speaking of disclosure, Tonight, we are honored to have the man who started the Disclosure Project, Dr. Stephen Greer. As you know, my goal is always to have at least a two-hour show for you. In many instances, the show exceeds the allotted time, but since we don't have any limitations, we do it when appropriate. However, sometimes a guest can only commit for less time. Although Dr. Greer would have been happy to do a two-hour show, he had a scheduled meeting in Washington, D.C., and had a limited amount of time. Nonetheless, Dr. Greer is known for the quality and not the quantity. I'm sure you'll enjoy tonight's interview. And this is the last reminder about this weekend's C-SETI event in Rio Rico, Arizona, October 24th, 25th, and 26th, with Dr. Stephen Greer, Colin Andrews, Dr. Ted Loader, Dr. Lynn Gitai, and making contact every night. I will be there this weekend, and don't forget to say hello. I'm looking forward to meeting you and spending a great weekend. 
Hopefully, we'll make contact together. I hope to interview some of the speakers and even get your reactions. I will report next week. Some of you have emailed describing yourselves and have asked me to describe myself physically so that you can find me there. There is a picture of me on the About section of our website, so hopefully you won't miss me. If you need to get in touch with me, send an email to mail, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com. I really enjoy your questions and feedback. And speaking of feedback, I'm starting to collect names, names of the guests you'd like me to interview in the next few weeks, leading to next year. Since I'd like to involve you as much as I can, there is a thread at the forum entitled, Who Would You Like Me To Interview? Feel free to stop by the forum and include one person you would like me to interview, and a compelling reason, and some links to that person's work. I will then put a list of those names together, and will initiate a poll so that the audience can vote. That's how I will start choosing names for next year. Some of you have asked if I could include our Veritas chat with Andrew Bashago in a show, which until now has been inside the Veritas vault. Well, since tonight's show is a bit shorter than usual, I have included Andy's chat with us at the end of this show. However, I will remove it in a few days, when next week's show is uploaded. Some people who have listened to the chat already have said it is more revealing than the actual show. So if you're not a Veritas member, here's another reason to join. Again, the chat will be included at the end of tonight's show for a limited amount of time only. If you're listening to this show a week after the broadcast day, you'll find the chat inside the Veritas vault at the Manticore forum. So it's not going away. By the way, did you see the latest Veritas poll? The question was, will you be taking the swine flu vaccine? As of this week, 97% of the respondents say no. I know, we're biased since we haven't covered the truth here. I'm surprised there's anyone visiting our website who still believes taking the shot is the right thing to do. I have received email regarding some news coming from David Wilcock, where David states that disclosure is imminent by President Obama On November the 27th, he even gives a date. He has given some amazing speeches in the past, tying into French science, the nature of consciousness, and ET slash UFO phenomenon. That being said, he dropped a bombshell a few weeks ago that was so out there that even I had to admit I am, at the very least, raising an eyebrow of skepticism. He says not only are his quote-unquote insiders within the intelligence community telling him that President Obama plans full disclosure before the year's end, but that there is a two-hour international TV spot reserved and paid for this event. But that's not even the most credible out there part. He also says that these intelligence agents are saying that this disclosure and international TV broadcast will introduce us to human-looking ETs that are here. Some people have asked for my opinion, and I traditionally do not comment on other people who make these sort of predictions. We'll remember Blossom Goodchild on October 14th, 2008. However, I have to make reference to another show. You may remember how during my last show with Stephen Bassett, I asked him to take me through a disclosure scenario. 
You can go back to that show and listen to the whole explanation. But I remember very clearly how he said that disclosure in the United States would more than likely occur the day after Thanksgiving, on a Friday. This for a number of reasons. One, most people are spending the weekend in the company of loved ones, so the news are easier to digest with loved ones around you. And two, the stock market is closed and it gives a few days for people, investors, the market to digest the news. Well, November the 27th, per David Wilcock, is the day after Thanksgiving this year. Although I have a hard time with dates, Stephen Bassett's analysis of the feasibility of this day does make sense. Although with low expectations, I will be watching that day closely. And by the way, Stephen Bassett's scenario was only a possibility if it were to happen. He did not uh, uh, predict or, or put the date out there as if it was going to happen. That's something that David Wilcock uh, did say, and it was said after Stephen Bassett said what he said on the show. And now, get ready to spend some time with the founder of the Disclosure Project. Is disclosure imminent? What would have happened with the disclosure movement if September the 11th had not happened? Why is the movement focused on the people as opposed to the government? As Dr. Stephen Greer will tell us, disclosure has already happened. We just need to look at the evidence. Dr. Stephen Greer is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas. And you're listening to The Veritas Show. Don't go anywhere. Most of the great music you hear right here on The Veritas Show is supplied by the independent artists from Jamendo.com. If you hear a song you like, go over to our homepage, VeritasShow.com, click on the guest, look up the song, and download it. You can even buy the group's CDs, in many cases right there at Jamendo.com. Jim Nichols, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Dr. Stephen Greer is the founder and director of The Disclosure Project, a lifetime member of Alpha Omega Alpha, the nation's most prestigious medical honor society. Dr. Greer is an emergency physician and former chairman of the Department of Emergency Medicine at Coldwell Memorial Hospital in North Carolina. In addition to heading the Disclosure Project, he has also been supervising a worldwide search for alternative energy sources, specifically those known as zero-point or over-unity devices, with a plan to identify and develop systems which will eliminate the need for fossil fuels. On May 9th, 2001, as director of the Disclosure Project, Dr. Greer presided over the Disclosure Project press conference from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., over 20 military, government, intelligence, and corporate witnesses presented compelling testimony regarding the existence of extraterrestrial life forms visiting the planet, 
and the reverse engineering of the energy and propulsion systems of these craft. Over one billion people heard of the press conference through webcast and subsequent media outlets around the world. The transmission had the largest webcast in the history of the National Press Club. And today, we are honored to have with us the founder and director of the Disclosure Project, Dr. Stephen Greer. Hello, Dr. Greer, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And by the way, it's been more than eight years since that very important date, May the 9th, 2001. I want to ask you this question first. If the events of September the 11th, 2001 had not happened, do you think disclosure, or at least partial disclosure, may have occurred? Well, ironically, it has occurred. I mean, what uh, most uh, people don't realize here, and this is something that I work on on a daily and hourly basis, is that since that time, the number of governments around the world that have opened their files has grown to some uh, more than a dozen, uh, including the French and the British and the Danish and uh, other governments uh, that we've been working with. And uh, this was in no small part the cause of disclosure and the uh, momentum it created. Now, of course, Americans tend to be very American-centric, and uh, our government up till now has been the real recalcitrant party in the world in terms of wanting to bring this forward. I mean, even the Vatican, uh, whose senior officials I've been meeting with since the late 1990s for about 10 years, uh, are very much in favor of acknowledging all of this. But I think what uh, people have to realize is that in America, uh, there was a silent coup d'etat that happened in the 1950s. And I mean, literally, this is the case. And because of that, the chain of command was effectively decapitated. And this is why when I first met with senior Clinton administration officials, including uh, President Clinton's first CIA director, uh, he uh, made it very clear to me that uh, they were in favor of ending secrecy on these matters, but they couldn't disclose what they didn't have access to. And I initially thought this was a prevarication and and simply uh, them dodging the issue. And I found out that, in fact, that is very much the case and that the compartmentalized nature of uh, the so-called majestic group, as it was initially called, uh, is, is, is such that if they do not want the president or the CIA director or senior members of Congress to know, they simply lie to them or deny knowledge of the project. And and I think that this is the real problem uh, in, in our country. It exists to a lesser degree in other countries, but America is the big kahuna when it comes to military and intelligence uh, spending. And I think that has been the hardest nut to crack. Um, it was very difficult during the Bush-Cheney years because of the tension they had for uh, secrecy anyway. Uh, we're waiting to see if there's going to be any forward movement in this direction from the current administration and Congress. And uh, that's something we're working on. I'm actually on my way into Washington as soon as I get off this call and to meet with some people very close to the president and and to to see what can be done, but uh, it's a difficult issue to say the least. But I would say that in a sense, disclosure has happened. We did it. There were about a billion people worldwide who eventually saw all of that. The governments around the world, from China to Brazil to uh, France to uh, the United Kingdom, have been moving uh, slowly but steadily, and in the last uh, 24 months, more decisively towards. Uh, disclosure. 
And I think that what the other thing to look at are the numbers of people who believe this subject is real and not fictitious or what have you. And that's grown from 30 to 40 percent when we started the effort to upwards around 80 percent today. So I think that uh, in a sense, what I tell people, it's done. And except for the officialdom in Washington saying, yes, we have these files and yes, this is a concern. But officialdom in Washington is of two varieties. The sort of shadow governmental groups who uh, exist as a power unto themselves, as Senator Inouye said during the Iran-Contra hearings, right. and the government that we elect and appoint. And the government that we elect and appoint, uh, what most people don't realize, uh, have virtually no access to those projects. I love those words from uh, Senator Inouye. And by the way, I'm glad I'm not the only one that uses the word recalcitrant to refer to the government. Doctor, some of our listeners have expressed such interest in this interview because they have been on single or multiple training sessions with you. They have recalled to me that you have mentioned your personal knowledge on some of the earth changes that are upcoming and that you have confidently recalled information that has been given to you regarding upcoming geophysical earth changes and the ET connection with the planetary transformation event, specifically that there will be massive waves of craft or phalanx after phalanx of ET craft in the sky to observe or assist the Earth and humanity during these changes. Do you feel these craft and their beings will be here to observe or assist the humans and other biological species on on the planet during the the changes? If so, how will they do that? Uh, I'm sure that's a big part of why they're here. Uh, they're 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 not here just entertaining themselves. Um, and I think that uh, you know one of the projects, a classified project that I was uh, read into by someone who had worked in it, it was a project Red Light, and also a project Looking Glass, where classified projects out near Nellison at Edwards Air Force Base were studying some of the extraterrestrial devices that allowed imaging into the future with, of course, not 100% certainty because the future is only a probability and not, not a certainty until it happens. However, right. um, it's well known that, uh, you know, as the Chinese saying goes, unless we change directions, we're likely to end up where we're going. And if you look at where we're headed with a 7 billion people trying to live on the earth with fossil fuels and uh, the destruction of thousands of species of plants and animals just in the last uh, few decades. It, it's been called by National Geographic the, 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 the next big extinction. Uh, the uh, polar ice caps melting to the point that at the North Pole, it's virtually just a lake up there in the summer. Uh, I, I think it's not a question of if there will be these sort of uh, world-encircling uh, problems, but when and and how catastrophic and sudden. Uh, certainly, there's the possibility, if not a probability, that these things could happen, and and that I have no question that the uh, interstellar civilizations, some of whom are, I'm quite convinced, guardian civilizations of this planet and life on this planet, uh, will uh, assist. But they're not here to do and to do it before it, uh, we have a chance to. Uh, uh, learn from some of these lessons. I think one of the big evolutionary uh, uh, sort of realities is that every civilization has to learn and grow through its own process. And uh, you simply, a lot of people wonder why, you know, in fact, Larry King asked me this once, why don't they just land on the White House lawn and, right. and, and do whatever? And I'm going, yes, but this presupposes they would uh, be as foolish as we were. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.